Well, good morning. Woo, we've already had church. This is awesome. <laughs> I am so excited. Of course, I've been out a couple of weeks here and, and uh, uh, was able to uh, get Abilene help as a part of that overall team, just be able to do my part, small part, actually, you know, with, with uh, the, the preaching role over there. The team it, with, under, under Amber and Brandon are doing amazing. They have got it going on. We're so proud of them and what God's doing there. And already have such, a, such an incredible forming of, of, uh, of just community and the, the church that's come together. And so, um, you know, we opened that, that first Sunday and had nearly 90 people show up on Wednesday night. Come on, that'll, that'll give San Angelo a run for their money, amen? And uh, so um, just already, you know, entering into community and, and uh, just building, uh, I believe, a great church there in Abilene. We had, golly, I, I want to say probably a, a dozen or more that made decisions for Christ in week one and probably close to that in week two, and, and uh, they already got baptisms scheduled, so... Amen. <laughs> we, uh, we're excited with what God's doing there and uh, blessed us with a beautiful facility over there. And so, but uh, keep, keep, uh, keep everyone in prayer and all that. And we got a lot of rotations, you know, and, and uh, you know, the three primary, myself and Pastor David Taylor and Pastor Lane, you know, we are, we are doing a lot of rotation uh, through this series. You know, we've, we've really gone you know, it just felt like we needed to go back and just, it's, it's like foundational. And we knew that we wanted to do that for Abilene. It was like, well, why aren't we just doing it, you know, across all the campuses? And so our, our, our vision and our mission and values is what we decided and, and uh, really have just given a good, strong look at those. And so uh, that's where we're at in this process. And, um, you know, already, you know, with, with Pastor David and Pastor Lane, you know, getting getting the the first two here locally, uh, that that one two punch because that's about our why and it's about our what. Come on, you got to know your why. Come on, it's for you matter, right? You matter to God. You matter to us. You matter. Why? Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And then our what? You know, we, 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 it's about discipleship. It's about becoming a, a, a strong Christ follower, not some wimpy Christian that doesn't know the Bible. <laughs> Come on. Some people, it's, it's, it's like salvation was a means to an end. No, it's an epiphany. It's a new beginning. You've you're now, you're now entered into a covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and now it's just that beginning and that process has got to take place. And so with all of our groups and, and different things, and I loved hearing just the, some of the visiting with some of the ones out in the foyer uh, this morning of just the, the things that they're, they're getting, they're gaining from being a part of community, being a part of those small groups, seeing that group of men from our men's ministry, you know, coming down those stairs. Come on. Woo! We, we've got some, we got some strong men. And, uh, and so being a part of, of, of that process with Christian Men's Network, and, and uh, we know we've got Lions War coming up. Come on, men. We've got a great conference there in Dallas that's going to be taking place the, the first week of, of November. And then uh, 
Uh, we've got, I believe, I believe CJ told me we've got, we've got 15 men that are ready for commissioning, which means they have completed all their coursework. You know, it's a couple of years. It's a, it's a journey. It's not like, you know, some, you know, quick, well, I'll just take this and, you know, be done with it. No, it's, a, it's, it's to become a lifestyle of being, come on, what is synonymous? Manhood and Christ-likeness. And, uh, and you, you ladies, you, you be glad that those men are becoming. Amen. I mean, that ultimately is, is part of it, is the transformation of that. So just, just setting all that up. And so we've, we've got some great things coming. I know that we've got people that double dip. I, I, was, I was greeted by some, and they were like, oh, man, last week's message in Abilene, that was really good, Pastor. And then I show up, you know, and... and, uh, and and from here, I've got people over there that have already gone, God, I think they've gone years back listening to all the preaching. <laughs> We've got some people seriously checking us out in Abilene. That's all right. Amen? Uh, they know what they're getting when, when they show up. <laughs> and so it's, it's just exciting. So for those double-dipping, I will be there next week to bring this message. So, and, uh, But uh, we're going we're gonna to start into our values now, our hows, because it, it, it's, we, know that, we know that we've got a vision. The vision is the world. We vision is every person that Jesus died for. We know that there is a what, that there is, we're on a mission. We're going to live a missional life, connecting people to, with God's purpose, amen? And, and, and by connecting him, connecting each one of us with his purpose in that, we begin to find true significance, but we have to still live out our house. And so this is more about our culture and who we are as the life church. You know, churches are different. You have different flavors. You have different leadership. You have different ones. And so I'm kicking it off today, and we're going to talk about faith. Come on, we're going to talk about, uh, come on, let's, let's bet the farm. <laughs> we're going to talk about living by faith. What does that look like? And uh, it may be clear up some misconceptions too. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our time together, for the word of God and just all that it will speak to us. And um, God, we just thank you for, for having your way in our lives and just causing me to speak as an oracle of God with prophetic utterance and with your heart of loving compassion. And Lord, today, God, we will be truly glad that we have been here under this teaching, under the word of God, and that it will be imparted to us to bring forth great fruit for your glory. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You know, when we think about faith, I, w- I want to read here um, Hebrews 11, verse 6. This is our text. This is where we'll do a, t- a takeoff from. It says, without faith, it is impossible Did you get that? Come on. Let's go to the text. How many believe the Bible? Still got some Bible believers around here, right? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Over and over throughout Scripture, the Bible says the just. Old Testament, the just shall live by faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we think about faith, 
you know, and, and again, I, I know that there has been some extremes. You know, and a lot of people talk about, you know, from years past, a faith movement. And there was some great good things in that, but there was a lot of jacked up stuff that was in that. You had all kinds of fake it till you make it, blab it and grab it and all this kind of stuff. And even it didn't matter what was going on in your life, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't dare, you know, confess anything other than, you know. And, and, and it's, it just wasn't sound biblical truth. See, sometimes we, we want a fairy tale life. Come on, let's be real. Come on, how many of you would like to just live in, you know, nirvana? <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, let's just, no problems. No life situations. No challenges. And so what I found is that a lot of folks, they, they, were, they were all into the faith stuff so that they would never have a problem. And then all of a sudden, they felt like faith wasn't working and there was a problem. There was either a problem with God or a problem with themselves. But faith isn't to somehow escape all the problems of the world. Faith is so that you can walk out in the midst of those challenging situations and have victory because your faith is not in your faith. Your faith is in a God who is greater and bigger than anything. It's about faith toward God. And we'll talk some more about that. And I, man, I just sense this real strong because I feel like that somebody's really struggling. You, you, it's almost like you're giving up on God. Whether you're sitting here watching by live stream, watching the video later, you're, you, you feel as though somehow God didn't come through. You were asking, or let me say it this way, Yours truly being guilty at times, or you're dictating to God what he has to do. <laughs> like that's gonna get us a lot. <laughs> you're telling God, here's what you gotta do, rather than trusting. You know, that's a that's a that's a major word in when you look up the definition of faith is to trust God to put your whole heart of trust in him, to yield your life. And sometimes in life circumstances, you don't, you don't always understand it. But in the midst of that, faith should be an, a strong foundation in our lives to where we're, we're solid in this place of trusting God in spite of the circumstances that we face. And we'll not give in to doubt and unbelief and worry and the spirit of fear. You know, fear is a spirit, the Bible says. But God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, the Bible says. And so we want to we wanna move through this process, and hopefully by the time we leave here, there's, there's a better understanding of how to exercise it and actually live by faith. And I'm approaching it from a very different, different place. And for those of you who've been here, you know, again, when, you know, I've been here 26 years as senior pastor and then those years when I was youth pastor. 
And so some of you have been with me 30 plus years. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And so I know that some of this, you have heard me say it before, but listen fresh. You understand? How many of you realize you've, you've, you've circled back through the Bible multiple times and, uh, and it's still speaking to you? It doesn't quit talking. It, doesn't quit. it may come at you in a whole different area. It may address something new in your life. You may be at a, come on, new level, new devil. <laughs> You're facing some stuff that it's like, okay, I need a breakthrough in this moment, in this season, in this situation. Right now, well, today I'm believing there's going to be some breakthrough. So when we talk about faith, again, faith begins where the will of God is known. Sometimes you got to let, you know, it's like cooking something. Sometimes you just got to simmer a little. Marinate. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And you will find that most of the will of God is already written in Scripture for the most part. And the other part, I believe that as you spend time in your Bible, it's amazing how God will cause the Scriptures to come alive and to speak to our heart. And all of a sudden, we know what He's talking to us about. And it's like, uh oh. Come on. It's like that spotlight that shines in on an area. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah, God meddles. Some of you think Pastor Walt goes to meddling. God is always meddling with something, right? Because remember, we're, we're a working process here, and I'm believing in progress. And with that, he's just... He's just always, always helping us because he's more interested in who we're becoming than anything that we'll ever do. He really is. His desire is for each one of us to be truly likened to his image, not just in our spirit, man, when we were born again, but so that the outer working of that, there's an inward transformation, but it's working its way on the outside. So when we talk about Faith, we're going to talk about learning to live by faith and learning to live in such a way that we can see God really do some great and mighty things. Because if you, if you read on in Hebrews chapter 11, you will find that we call it the hall of faith. Just preacher language and we look at it. And I mean, when you look at those who have, who have done incredible things, they, and, and let me say it this way. It was just ordinary people that did extraordinary things because they simply took God at his word, they exercised faith, and they obeyed. And you've got to do likewise. I have to do likewise. So how do we begin this? Well, the first part is relationship with God. And I've already hit on this, but it protects us from believism. There's a lot of motivational speakers in that. I mean, they teach you to look in the mirror and tell yourself how great you are. You're a little too quiet in here. Some of you have been doing that. (laughs) 
And all you'll have is just super soul. You just puff yourself up. And in that place of puffing yourself up, pride comes in and then pride before a fall. No, it's, it's, it's recognizing maybe we aren't all that we were supposed to be. I know the song, you're more than enough. But I think he's more than enough. And because he's more than enough, he can help us do more than we could on our own. And you can be more than you could ever be on your own. And so it's not about some kind of self-talk and self-believing, you know, of I believe, I believe, I believe. Come on. It's about having a true relationship with God so that there is, there's this, this working of faith. Look at this in, in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from, the de- from dead works. Get out of the flesh. Stop doing it all yourself. And what? Faith toward God. Faith toward God. And I've been on this journey long enough that I have just watched God do miracle after miracle after miracle with just all of his leading and guidance and just, and yes, it, it, took, it took faith, but even the faith that I felt like I was, you know, in the confidence to be able to step out still came from God. It's like love, you know. I have the capacity to love because he first loved me, and now that love has been shed abroad in my heart, and now I don't have an excuse. I love beyond myself. And faith can operate beyond myself. And when I feel that unction, I feel that leading, I feel that word that, that this is what we're supposed to do, and I step out into that. Sometimes, folks, I, I've just had to step out just purely on a word from God. Nothing else. When we ended up getting this building, it was marathon meetings with the elders. We had an opportunity. I had a word from God on it. And even I was in that place of struggling. I mean, we would meet, and it's like, back in those days, we couldn't pay the insurance and the light bill on this huge, massive thing. It's like, how in the world would God expect us to take on this massive building and to begin to build it out and to begin to just pay for it? You know, it's, it, it, this wasn't just thousands. This is m- m- millions. <laughs> when I think of where we started, and not, not despising that. Man, I don't despise small beginnings. <laughs> Joanne and I have lived in, yeah, the house with the wheels on it. <laughs> we, we have lived in, in places and areas that, oh, my God. We have lived in construction zones. When, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse when, when, when the husband has certain talents and skills to fix stuff and do construction. <laughs> but, 
you know, with that, usually you're tearing stuff out to put stuff back, right? <laughs> My family, we have lived in construction zones a lot through the years. But through all of those, all of this journey, I have watched God, and it's all relative. You know, when I go back 30 years and when I'm thinking about what, what I, was, I was trusting God for in those early days, even though it was a small thing considered in, you know, in, in, you know, looking at in comparison to where it is today and what we're believing God for. And I love helping pastors understand that. Because, you know, sometimes other pastors, they're just getting started in this. They're planting a church. They're, you know, when I think about, you know, uh, Pastor Amber and Brandon over there, and just, you know, where they're at, you know, in their journey of faith. And, and uh, some of the others that have come into that, you know, like Jake and Haley. And, and uh, I'm telling you to pack up everything you have and living in a suburb of Nashville, Tennessee, working on your music career doing your thing and feel like God speaks to you to pack it up and move to Abilene, Texas? <laughs> but they moved on a word from God. And it's amazing the breakthroughs and the miracles and the things that they're seeing over there in Abilene. That's part of the journey. And what will be happening is all of a sudden, Pastor Amber and Brandon, they're going to be seeing God do certain things at this level. And, and it's just preparing them for the next things that God's going to call them to. The next things that they're supposed to, to do for him. To, to reach Abilene. To, to go beyond Abilene in, from that community. To, to, to do what we do around the world. But it be, it, it's about this relationship with God. And when you have made that your priority, all of a sudden, it's not about just getting faith for things. See, too much of that got communicated through that whole teaching and that whole movement in that. And all of a sudden, I feel like they, they lost sight. Because, listen, you're not taking that junk with you. I was showing somebody that is up in years as well, and, and uh, I, I tend to hold on to things. I just admit. You know, coming from the contractor days, and it's like, hey, I may have a use for that someday. So I saw this meme on Facebook, you know, and it, and it shows this, this guy that raised the garage door, you know, and the thing is packed to the top, and his son's standing there, and it says, see, son, look at what I'm leaving you. <laughs> like, oh my. <laughs> there's no there's no U-Haul behind the hearse. <laughs> You're not taking it. Now there's some rewards that we're taking with us into eternity on what we've done in this life. There's people that are going to be able to go into eternity because we obeyed God and went to the places around the world, went to our communities, went places to be able to see other people become part of the family of God and to become Christ followers and be translated from darkness to light. It's about that relationship. And next is the relationship with our own heart. 
I'm going to have to hurry through these. You know, Romans 10, 8, and 8 through 10, you know, it talks about believing in your heart for salvation. Right? So even for salvation, you look it up. I'm not going to take the time to read it right now. You look it up. Even in your heart, there has to become an alignment. And when you, when you see people that are experiencing some failure, a lot of times it gives us a pretty good picture of what's going on. You see Peter. You know, Jesus come walking on the water, and Peter, you know, he gets, he gets bold. Jesus, if that's you, bid me come. Well, he gave himself, and he gave Jesus no out because Jesus wasn't going to go. Uh, Peter, it's really me, but <laughs> Jesus didn't ignore him and walk on by. Even though Jesus probably knew, oh, man, this dude, he's going to sink like a rock. And he didn't immediately sink. Jesus said, come. And says, Peter got out of the boat. That's pretty incredible, right? I mean, he gets out of the boat. Listen, I don't care if, if you stood for a tenth of a second. That's pretty cool. Peter gets out of the boat, but then it says he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the waves. That's the message, right? And when we do that, what happens is within our, because see, faith is in the heart. It's not mental ascent. See, so many people, they get caught in this mental ascent. Well, I believe, but if your believing is just in your head and it's not truly in your heart. See, if somebody talked you into it, somebody can talk you out of it. But see, when you get into the Word of God and you get foundation established and all of a sudden you know that you know that you know and it's real to you, see, I, I, I've got a testimony. I, you know, for, for, for me, this, it can't be taken. What God did for Walt Landers in my bedroom in 1983, that can never be taken from me. It was so spiritual, so incredible, so transformational. Jesus is real. And I can run into any atheist that wants to somehow contradict and go to the science. You know, we can go to some science. We can have some of that. But the reality is, for me, it's already settled. There's no argument. It's already settled. This is real. And there's an alignment on the inside of me in my soul, in my mind, my will, my emotions. It's connected to my spirit. And because of that, now there's a relationship with myself so that when doubt tries to come and set it set on my shoulder and speak those wrong negative things, when unbelief tries to climb on the other shoulder and try to get me to doubt God's word, I'm able to say, this is what God said. I mean, I'll never forget. So in... In 97, when God, God had already spoke to me ahead of time, we felt like we, we were going to be moving back to San Angelo, didn't know the timing of that. Pastor John felt like he was supposed to, to move on as senior pastor, recommended me to the, to the elders. And, and so 
we had come in, had been preaching, met, met with the, the church, and, and, uh, and I had been their youth pastor. And, and so uh, when they said yes, though, because some of them remembered me as the youth pastor. I was at the youth guy. <laughs> but I'd gone out and grown up some. I'd gone to real seminary. <laughs> I'd become a senior pastor. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I felt like I needed to say that to somebody. <laughs> Sometimes being a part of a team and being a part of what God's doing as a whole, there, there, there's just something that, that and you know what, I'm going I'm to save that for the next point. But when we felt like God said now, because I prayed and I said, okay, God, is this you? Do I come now? And I, and I felt like he gave me a clear word out of Nehemiah that I was supposed to move back, move the family, and we were supposed to move back to San Angelo, come back and become the senior pastor. So here I was, we were, we were in the process of moving, and one of the things that was a big challenge for us thinking about moving is Erica, our oldest daughter, you've heard me share the testimony, many of you maybe haven't heard that, but... Um, we had gone through a horrible, nasty battle with, with Erica with battling cancer. And so we had Children's Hospital there. All, the, all our doctors were there. The oncologists were there. Uh, we had a, a, um, a sports medicine doctor that was there for nutraceuticals. We had health people that were involved. And, and all of those resources and all those people, it was all right there in Austin as we were pastoring right there in Locker, right below Austin. And, and, and knowing that we're about to move to San Angelo, three and a half hours away from all that support and health care, and, and she was just barely out of treatment on some of that. And she had a very aggressive type of cancer. And even, even the doctors were like, you know, the, you know, in the research that was out there, it, it would probably come back. And so there was, we just had to, had to fight that, had to battle through that. Come on, the devil wants to mess with your mind. And, and here I am driving back, and Joanne calls. Erica had had a checkup. I think it was a, a full MRI or CT. And they, had, they, they, they came out of that and said, well, we found this little spot on her lung. So Joanne calls me, said, well, they're, they're going to have to do you know, maybe it was a CT, and then we're going to do an MRI. They, they, they think they found something on her lung, and, and lungs are very susceptible. She had been, it was metastatic stage 4 cancer, and so her pelvis was filled, her chest cavity, her lungs. I mean, she had, she had cancer a lot throughout her body. And so, and here, here, now I'm driving the rest of that trip with that little thing sitting on my shoulder going, see there, I told you it's coming back. See there, I told you it's coming back. See there, I told you it's coming back. Come on, anybody been there? It may not have been cancer. It may have been a bad relationship. It may have been a broken, broken uh, um, marriage. It may have been finance, financial crisis. It may have been all kinds of things. It's, it's amazing how that devil will sit on your shoulder and tell you all the negative things and, make, and somehow try to convince you that God is not going to come through. And I remember finally at one moment there, I just started screaming out, my God is well able. 
He is faithful. He has called us back to San Angelo. He will watch over us. This thing will not rise again a second time. It is defeated in Jesus' name. And I begin to just get bold in my faith and begin to, instead of telling God how big our problem was, I begin to tell our problem how big our God was. And I began to get back in alignment where my words and my thoughts and my actions begin to align to what God said do. And it was just like, bless God, we're going to obey God. He said, move, we're moving. And God will take care of the rest. Mm. And the last one is a relationship toward others. Now I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. Not faith in your faith, not faith in some kind of believism. I'm talking about faith toward God. Faith in being able to align yourself so that you are truly anchored on the Word of God. You have aligned your thoughts, your words, your accents to what God said. And then in relationship, you know, this, this whole thing is supposed to work together in community, in relationship. And I'm telling you, when I think back, of just many battles. But one of the greatest, again, was Erica when she was first diagnosed. And she had, you know, initially, I mean, bam, the, the next, after going through the process that first day and that diagnosis, and then the next morning going into surgery and, and her going to the ICU. And I don't know if Judy Gonzalez is here this morning or not, but there's Judy, there's Tommy, and and just the way they, they just rallied a group of prayer warriors. Come on. I'm talking about people that pray. They don't just talk about prayer. They don't just read books. on. I'm talking about they spend time praying. They kept getting in, getting in trouble for being in the, in the ICU room back there praying too loud. <laughs> I think they even found Judy laid out on the floor in there praying. <laughs> but we had people interceding in prayer, relationships. All the way through the Bible, you look at all the great men and women of God. You look at the list there in Hebrews chapter 11. They had relationships. They were able to walk in that together. Look at the times that Jesus collectively pulled miracles off. Because of the centurion that was fighting for a servant that was back at home. Jesus said, I've not seen such great faith. Like the, the, the men that brought the crippled person and couldn't get in to see Jesus, climbed up on a roof, ripped the roof off, let him down through the roof. Give a little bit of logistical thought to that. I don't know about you, but if I'm laying on that, on that bed, I'm like, they, listen, they didn't have probably duct tape and some of that stuff to strap you down. I mean, it's like, okay, you guys are going to do what? We're going to climb up on the roof. We're going to rip the roof off. We're going to take these ropes, and we're going to let you down. Okay, you know, Bubba here, I, he's usually a little aggressive. What if he lets down too fast? <coughs> I might land on my head. I have more wrong than just being crippled. But collectively, what they did together. In community, 
So many of the miracles that you see even here was because of community. I'll never forget when the elders, when we just, I felt like I had that word from God that, that, that we were supposed to just move forward in it. And the elders were like, okay. And we just moved forward to it. We signed a contract. We put money down. Still didn't know how all of it was going to come about. And yet we had had an individual that had been coming to the church for a while. <clears throat> I'd never met with him. I didn't know him. And they called and invited me to lunch. So we went to lunch. See, I don't know if I've really told this story. I went to lunch. They're asking all these questions. <clears throat> Number one, pastor, how long are you going to be here? They'd come from a church where they changed pastors like I don't know if I can say that, church. You've heard that statement, right? <laughs> and they, they were like, how long are you going to be here? And I'm like, well, I'm here as long as God allows me to be here. I couldn't say, well, I'm here for the next 30 years or whatever. But, I, but I'm like, I'm in. I'm not looking to go someplace else. And then they began to ask more questions about not only the church, but about the school because he and his wife loved the testimonies and what, what's happening in our school. You know, I, I saw on, on one news thing that they said that San Angelo, that T, TLCA has the best football team in San Angelo. <clears throat> now, I, I went to a game the other night, you know. I'm, I mean, I, 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 you know, I went to Lakeview. Joanne went to Central. There's been times I've had to go to Central too. But anyway, I go. Now I'm probably really. But man, Kevin Dukes, man, you are awesome, guy. Do you realize this drummer? He's, he's our drummer. And, and he's here this morning after putting in a full day yesterday over this weekend with, our, with TLCA's band. And they took third place among the big schools over in Midland. Woohoo! All right, rabbit trail. Coming back. So we ask about the school and the different things that we have at the school. I was, I mean, I'm just so excited about our school. Junior high, Civil Air Patrol. We got flight simulators up there. Some of the CTE stuff that we have. Tango flight, building an aircraft on campus with our high school kids. We got stuff going on. I'm so excited with the days ahead. I had Dole Dykes call me and said, hey, said, I know got this buddy. He's given a half, a, he's, he's raised a half a million dollars over the next 10 years. He wants to give a boy a million guitars. Said, would you have any room in your schools? I told him about your schools and said, said, he wants to meet with you. He wants to talk about your schools. Said, he's excited with what you're doing. He wants to give y'all guitars. <clears throat> Come on. So I'm telling this individual some of, some of those things. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we had wrestled over who was paying for lunch. And, and he pulls out a check. And I'm thinking, wow, he's old school. He's going to write a check to pay for lunch, you know. That's just not common nowadays, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so he writes out this check. And he says, well, pastor, he said, you need to know we're calling the Life Church our home. And here's our tithe to get started. It was a quarter of a million dollars. And he said, get that building. 
I didn't know that was it. All I had was a word from God. And I'm looking at this place going, God, how? But God is faithful. And I believe God looked down. He saw all of you here. He saw the people that are still going to come. He saw the sending that's taking place. And all of that. Because faith in community is so much greater. Because we, we're doing life together. And listen, there's, there's times, especially Joanne and I, I'm telling you, when we were going through all that real battle, there was times I was down and she was up. And there was times that, that, that I think I was up. She may have been down, but I'm not swearing to that. But there was times both of us were struggling, and it's amazing the people that God sent around us. Doing life together, doing life in community. Listen, if you're missing out on that, your faith, your faith, it needs that. You're only going to do so much by yourself. Faith can work in relationships. Relationship with God, relationship with yourself, relationship with others. Faith is stronger. And it's not faith in your faith. It's faith toward God. That God is well able. Whatever you're facing today, God is well able. I want us to stand to our feet. We're about to sing this final song. And as we do, there's some of you here that you need to start with Romans 10, 8 through 10, that you're going to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead so that you can be saved. And that that's your beginning. For some of you, 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 you know what that's like. You know that you know that God is real, that you've maybe made Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you're away from him. You're not living for him the way you know that he wants you to. And maybe there's some big things that you know that God's calling you to. See, in this relationship, we always got people that are being trained up, raised up. You know, you know Pastor Daniel Gammas, you know, he's in, he's in Arlington, up there with the team there. Had some people out. <clears throat> We've had people in Abilene. Abilene is, they, they've come up last two weeks. We hadn't had to have anybody from San Angelo over there in the worship. They got musicians. They got people coming. Amen. But for us, we do have that. And listen, just because God is revealing something even big before you, because I believe there's some things that God's, God's taking you on a journey. Listen, he didn't just do it for Walt Landers. If he can do it for Walt Landers, you ought to say, bless God, he can definitely do it for me. (laughs) What is that? Do you need to say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life today? I'm going to invite you to just do that right now. As we worship 
Some of you have maybe been caught up in a lot of doubt, a lot of unbelief, fear. Why not give it all to God? Say, God, I'm going to fully trust you. And again, it may not, the journey may not always be easy. That's not what this faith message is promising. But the faith message says that God will be with you in every challenge, every storm of life, every difficult situation you face. God is faithful. Let's worship Him as we close out this service. Someone will come up and pray and dismiss us. I know that there will be some here that will pray with you, but in this moment as we worship, you can talk to God and just give Him your yes.